saying things are bad when you don't know anything about them is an empty statement. That's very true. And I love and those kinds of statements. That's how shit gets around. It's, it's completely empty without meaning if you know nothing about what you're talking about. <laughs> Some sort of financial <laughs> ethereal goo where numbers go in and then they come out. <clears throat> Dude, there's people who go to college who just – they're the evil people of the world who just don't make anything and only make money off moving money. Those people are, are in my opinion, worthless. And so mm. – it, it, it's 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 an odd it's an odd world where a good portion of people are, don't make anything, yet they become rich off other people's money, and they have all these different constructs for doing these types of things. You're now tuned to the Bitcoin podcast. Grab your lady, eat a sirloin, and nod your head face. We ain't experts, but we sharp like a pencil. Subscribe now. The way we talk about Bitcoin is monumental. Every week, man, we have all types to guess from government officials, CEOs, Mike Tyson, ATNs, and BSEX. We about to start the show, so strap on in. Marcelo, Dimitri, Corey, about to go in. Hey everybody, welcome to the 26th episode of the Bitcoin Podcast. This episode is brought to you by escrowmybits.com. It's fast, it's super easy, and it only takes three steps. It's like ABC123. In fact, it's so simple you will wonder why you've never heard of them before. But you're listening to us now, so now you have. So how does it work? You just register, deposit Bitcoin, the seller ships the item, Buyer checks the goods, releases the funds, and they also offer Bitcoin escrow and a locked exchange rate. So I'm talking euros, I'm talking yen. As Dimitri puts it, I'm talking that useless Canadian money, USD. They got you covered, no problem. Uh, so with escrowmybits.com, you can create an escrow transaction in minutes. You can view the status instantly. And then they keep your funds as secure as possible with a cold storage option. So that's maximum maximum security here at the BTC podcast. We have personal business ethics. We don't want to run the risk of possibly false representing ourselves. So we like companies that continue to innovate. That's escrow my bits. They do that. Uh, for example, they plan to offer the first ever Bitcoin escrow pegged for a fiat or asset value. And then they plan to also offer the first on blockchain escrow transaction with the value pegged to a fiat value. Now, why is this important, gentlemen? Do you know? No, tell us. So you don't lose money <laughs> in the exchange? Yes. Yeah, second part is that no Bitcoin escrow service lets you deposit Bitcoins and then pin them to a fiat value. They are the first. Money bags. Oh. Ding, 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 ding. That's yeah. money. That's money in the bank, shorty, what you drink. Escrow My Bits was created to solve all the problems wrong with the type of escrow services currently around. So that's escrowmybits.com. And Corey, what kind of, what kind of things can they buy? I know you had a couple examples. Oh, so like, you know, I'm worried about that dude on Craigslist you ordered a sex swing from that he made for himself. Don't know if he's going to send it to you. Well, they can use Escrow My Bits and not worry about me. <laughs> there you go. 
That's right. Uh, only premiere. uploading some of your back-end web development uh, to random geeks in India. Well, don't worry about it. You're not going to get a shitty product because you're not going to give them the money until you get it. Yeah. Premier sex swings. Good way to make sure it premieres sex swings on Craigslist. <laughs> you don't have to worry about that anymore. The greatest kind, the kind that you have to anchor into like a strut in the ceiling. It's great. It's it's escrowing your services is great for buying something online from not a company, from an individual, and not knowing whether or not that individual is going to take your money and be like, "Thanks, bro." Yeah. And never do anything. You can't get it back because it's Bitcoin. It's digital cash. And so this allows some type of security between the two parties to make sure that one, the person is going to pay them for their service, and two, the person who gives the service will get paid. Hold on, is that the same thing? The person who is paying <laughs> will get the item, is what I mean. Yeah. So both sides of the party can be guaranteed that the transaction will go through. There you go. So check them out. That's uh, escrowmybits.com. So we're at. Uh or at episode number 26, guys. That means we've been doing this for half a year, officially. That's crazy. That's crazy. That was a little loud. I shouldn't have been <laughs> like that. And you guys no, that's here. Pure excitement. Well, I mean, I, I woke up today and we had our Twitter was blowing up. So um, somebody said that um, our SoundCloud uh, was a new favorite of theirs. Uh, we've been hit on a couple uh, Follow Fridays. Uh, the Naked Porch Podcast, a crypto show. They both retweeted us. Uh, gave gave us a little love, and we've gotten a ton of followers. Um, shout out to the people that um, hit me up on Xbox Live. We played a little bit of Halo. Um, the new one, yeah, the new one. And you we got it. You didn't tell me. Oh uh, yeah, it's it's not it's not all that, man. It's, it's not it's not Halo Two. Ah, oh, damn it! They fucking disappoint every time. <laughs> it's good. It's good, but you know. And then I also played a couple of. Um, Cordy would know like them uh, Diablo type RPGs. So we had some uh, we had some good time. So this community is really growing and the show's growing. Remember when we like rented that Magic the Gathering isometric view game from like Hollywood Video and beat it in one weekend? Yeah, <laughs> we beat all of our games in one weekend. We were kids. We go. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was nothing else to do. Yeah, it was it was our job. Yeah, that weekend. What game you beating this weekend? I don't know. Just gonna go shop around in Hollywood video. Knock it out. Big shout out to Aiden for pushing our services, man. Yeah, again, this guy came out of left field. Thank you, Aiden, so much. Yeah, so that, big big change is he, he persuaded us not to record uh I guess too far in advance. So we are now recording a lot closer to when you hear it. So when we talk about price, we're not it's not like an ancient artifact. So we're actually can bring you up-to-date news so thank you for By that waiting us he yeah. means that he called us lazy noobs and <laughs> on our shit that's the feedback we need though and the feedback feed whack <laughs> the feedback we've been looking for i you think know? you just came up with a new term dave feed whack feed? Yeah. Shitty feed? <laughs> when people give us the shitty shit we're gonna be like, get that feed whack out of here <laughs> like, trying to listen to that shit but he gave us great feedback and you know it's 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 helped out so yeah uh, this week. Follow us. No, not follow us. Like us on Facebook too. Uh, that would be good. Yeah, we're trying to build that up. But let's let's get into the content, uh, yes, yes. guys. Um, so now that we can talk about price, uh, I read that forty eight percent of people believe Bitcoin will be worth over five hundred dollars in two thousand sixteen. Woo! So are you guys part of the forty eight percent or the fifty two? Oh, it's uh, definitely gonna be. 
2016. That's a long time for the price to grow. And as all these things get pushed out and the infrastructure built for Bitcoin and its use case getting more and more used, and it's like for all these back-end type developments, it's just going to grow the price slowly and steadily. We've already, we've already hit 500 in this weird you know, pseudo-bubble that happened and whatever happens from here on out, but it's just going to continue. It's still better than it was before the bubble. Very it jumped true. up to 500 and now it's and it's settling down at you know 50 some odd dollars above what it was what it was sitting at before it and if this continues it's just going to keep doing that but why does it um, why does it like trade relatively stable only at the 200 300 range like why is that um because it's boring i mean it's boring in there it's a i think it's a true bottom in there so there's people trying to keep that market up at that level, and then there's people making money off of the pretty much sideways movement, little dollar changes here and there. But I think um, it gets volatile when the price starts going up like that. And and I don't know if I'd call this a bubble. That's where I kind of disagree a little bit, Corey. I wouldn't call this a bubble. I just call it healthy growth. It, it's right. it's you know it's it's it jumped up to 500 and now it's back to what 330 but that's just healthy growth the prices the, don't steady healthy growth doesn't double for two days and then come back down to a little better than what it was yeah but if you look at anything that that's growing like that there's are these short instances of uber growth and then it drops back down a little bit Okay, and you I think, zoom out far think, enough, and it's steady. If you zoom, if you zoom out far so, enough, I agree with you that. Know, that I, that's steady. I think these these wild swings in terms of the growth of Bitcoin will slowly start to attenuate as time goes on, as Bitcoin gets larger and larger, because these large swings are a large portion of the entire Bitcoin volume and transactions. And so, as the market cap of Bitcoin grows, the same size of swing won't alter the price so much. And this is kind of a indicator of how young Bitcoin still is, regardless of Very the back infrastructure that's still that, that's being built right now. It, it's got a long way to go, but I think it has a nice head start. And there's <sighs> a lot of things Bitcoin needs to do. Um, but the this this focus on price has, has been a, has been good because we haven't seen it from the media in a very long time. And usually when we did for the last two years, it was like, hey, guys, good news. Bitcoin is still bad news. <laughs> Look at that price. Those guys suck ass, right? And that's, <laughs> that's pretty much what the media was saying for like two years. But now it's like at least it's back to a point where the media is like, could this thing go up to a billion dollars of Bitcoin? Crazy, stupid headlines. And I, I kind of like that because, you know, it gets people clicking on things. Oh, that, on it definitely brings place. attention on the Bitcoin really quickly because it's like, it's happening again. Although, my God, now the banks are in it. Oh, my God. What's going on? We didn't know all this stuff was happening because it was boring for a little while. Yeah. And, and now when it, all this stuff happens, everyone's like, it's happening again. And when they look into it, they see all the changes that happened. And they're like, well, this is big. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's been being built into big for a long time now. Can you imagine if, if like Bitcoin's real purpose was just like to serve 
as the trigger to create new laws and regulations that the real gold will be in the blockchain? Like, what if it was just a ploy by the elite to, like, introduce new laws to govern, like, the emerging modern age of money? And this was just, like, a vessel, and the price didn't even matter. Man, that would be so sneaky crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I hope that you two have invested in tinfoil. Yeah. <laughs> It's funny, Corey, that you ask. I actually have. <laughs> um, I think that the elephant in the room right now, the only thing holding Bitcoin back is the technology as a root. And what I mean by that is this fucking block size. It needs to be addressed. It's the elephant in the room. It is definitely the elephant in the room. Um, it needs to be taken care of, man. Like, if, if a lot of people start using Bitcoin and their transactions never get confirmed for, like, days at a time, yeah, you know, they're going to be pissed. They're going to say, like, I thought this was better. And you guys lied to us about it being better. So, fuck you. And I don't want that to happen. And so, we definitely need to address it as a community like there need to be some leaders that step up like i i love people that you know are 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 very very like scientifically minded and driven and that's what we have with the the core developers but i notice a lot like no one's willing to stand up and say hey we are gonna do this shit and we're gonna do it and if it doesn't work we're gonna do something else but we're just gonna do it and they're, they spend so much time, like, talking and talking and hashing it out and talking that nothing gets done. And right now, that's what's happening. Like, somebody, either Gavin or somebody needs to stand up and say, hey, community, we're doing this. Do it. Boom. Like a well, leader. That's what happened. That's what happened with Bitcoin XT. It's like no, nothing was happening. So he made a stance and he made a fork. And then see, they... They went through the cold consensus idea of, which still isn't over yet, of whether or not that fork's going to take over. And that's what will continue to happen. I feel like people are doing this, but it's, it's, there's so much on the line with what this could potentially be that doing something that's so, that's so drastic and being like, okay, we're doing this. I don't care what the, what the, what the implications are. We're going to do it. Well, can be devastating. And, Saying that we should do that, I think, is a bad idea. We got to do something, man. Something will happen. 2016 is going to be the year of Bitcoin. Where we I think the people that come out and say that stuff will will only say it after a long argument of getting down to the ideas of okay, well, these three options are the ones that we have, which won't ruin Bitcoin. Let's which one do we choose? And if they can't come to one of those three options, then someone needs to choose one. But just saying, all right, we're forking it. Fuck it. See what happens. That's a bad idea. Well, I mean, I don't mean do it that whimsically. I mean, we, I feel like we've put the thought in, the hours of thought. I've read so many proposals, BIPs. Like, I'm just like, oh, this one's good. Let's just let's just do it, man. And I feel like we've done the thinking. Every, every single whiteboard of someone who's developing Bitcoin is full of notes and examples and arrows and different color dry erase marker. It's to the point where you you take all that information, you build something, and you roll with it. 
in my opinion. I don't know. I'm not just saying like, hey guys, let's flip the switch and see where this train goes. Oh, the tracks weren't finished down there. Looks like the train's going off the rails. <laughs> no, I feel like I feel like we need to, you know, switch the tracks on the rails that we've built. Let's let it get happen. Nice. D, didn't you uh, send me a screenshot yesterday about something about like England? Um, yeah. And isn't Bluth Misters kind of attached to that story a little bit? Um, yes. So Blythe Masters uh, says some Who? bullshit. Who? Um, well, I'm going to build the story. Uh, I, just, I never heard that name before. Well, to answer your question, who, uh, everyone knows the answer to that is <laughs> Mike Jones. Okay. <laughs> Mike Jones is who. Okay. But. I feel like you didn't like that joke. I feel like um, if Blythe Masters would have came out with that campaign first, it, it, it could have worked for her, too. Who? Blythe Masters? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, so this bitch, and I feel comfortable saying that now, because what she said is she's like, oh, I agree with my alma mater, Jamie Dimon, that Bitcoin is totally useless and I would wipe my butt with it if it were real, but it's not. It's virtual. And that's not what she said. She actually said some very intelligent things, but they were against Bitcoin in a way that fired me up. And so then I called my boy Bluth, <laughs> Bluth Misters. So Bluth. And he goes, he said, man, but did you see this? And the deputy governor of the Bank of Canada said that the, the Bank of Canada has to start preparing for reality where there is currency that isn't denominated by Canada, like Bitcoin. And I was like, man, Bluth, you're always on the money with the counter arguments to Blythe Masters. And he was like, yeah, dog, I got you. <laughs> what about her dog and Bitcoin while buying Bitcoin? Oh, yeah. my goodness. What's, well, we can't really put that out there. And I, I think we should be safe about how we talk about that because she, like, is the CEO of the company that's been buying up Bitcoin like it's going out of style. And so we should probably be careful what we say on that just in case one of her douchebag lawyers is listening or something. When they introduce her, they always say former J.P. Morgan executive. They never, ever say what her current title is or who she's affiliated with now. Because it's she's a ghost. She's ghosting Bitcoin right now is what she's doing. But her company, uh, I don't have the name in front of me because I'm ill-prepared. But I do know that they bought like 37,000 Bitcoin. And Reddit kind of pointed out, you know, that's kind of contradictory to what you've been saying it's like oh bitcoin sucks but in the meantime let me buy up all this bitcoin i so, dare her to respond to us and and set us straight on whether or not she's just yeah putting everything on punch like i want to get blue on the street and i want her to defend herself and if she has anything to say then she needs to justify i'm gonna work on that on everything and yeah. then and then going and buying it a whole bunch. We should straight up start a hashtag. Hashtag bring on Blythe. Well, the Tweet Gavin campaign didn't work too well. It worked for some random dude named like Gavin Tells. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I'll just ask her. Let's, let's go that route. No, we need to start a campaign. 
I'm gonna ask her. She's like, "Hey, yo, what, what's up with this?" I heard you want to. Yeah, I heard you want to create a cashless society while bashing it at the same time. So, what's up? She yeah. even talked about introducing negative interest rates. Yeah, come on. Yeah, like what? And she she said it like it was cool. Like I don't know uh, finance that well, so I'm not gonna try and. There, there may be some application of negative interest rates in some form of financial magic. So I'm not going to say whether or not what she's doing for that company is, is good. But I'm just saying that she hates on Bitcoin and then buys Bitcoin. Or uh, what she's affiliated with at a very high level buys a lot of Bitcoin. And it's somewhat sketchy. Corey, what makes you a pure academic is that whenever you don't know something, you you put out the pure igno- ignorance stance. So lovely. You're like, I don't know what kind of financial magic goes on in the background. This, <laughs> this financial well, no, goo. You don't that. know everything and you need to be <laughs> accepting the fact that we don't know anything and saying things are bad when you don't know anything about them is an empty statement. That's very true. And I love and that's those how, kinds of statements. That's how shit gets around. It's, it's completely empty and without meaning if you know nothing about what you're talking about. <laughs> Some sort of financial <laughs> ethereal goo where numbers go in and then they come <clears> out. <throat> Dude, there's people who go to college who just – they're the evil people of the world who just don't make anything and only make money off moving money. Those people are, are in my opinion, worthless. And so mm. – it, it, it's 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 an odd it's an odd world where a good portion of people are, don't make anything, yet they become rich off other people's money, and they have all these different constructs for doing these types of things. It's it's a weird life, and I don't think it's it's productive to society. Mm. Damn, we're coming. Bitcoin's coming for you, you financial bitches. It's also coming for the Nobel Prize. Last thing we're going to talk about. You heard about it? Wait. Pause. I know you said Nobel. I know you said that. Oh, Nobel. Sorry. No. No. Nobel Peace Prize. Nobel. Wait. Nobel. Pause. Pause. (laughs) It is Nobel. (laughs) But she said Nobel. No, I said Nobel. You said Nobel. He said Noble. Anyway, we can fight about this later. Let's talk about. Let's talk about. Edit that in post. So, you know, why do we do the podcast? Because this is it's revolutionary, and I think other people agree. So now they want to give uh, Nakamoto the Nobel Peace Prize. They should. Who are they going to give it to? In economics. They should, That's what I'm saying. I, financing or economics? It's the, it's, the, it's the Nobel and financing or economics. I can't remember which it's one. It's economics. So someone, so someone with a vote decided to nominate Satoshi Nakamoto. Yep. And they may have done it as a publicity stunt because that may be against the rules to nominate someone who doesn't exist. But the fact that they're willing to waste their vote on this to show of what a great contribution to the world Bitcoin is, is, is incredibly meaningful. Yeah, it's it. It makes it to me. It gives Bitcoin a little bit of staying power. Well, I, I think he qualifies because the Peace Prize doesn't actually fund it. Because the prize in economics uh, is a new category after Nobel's death. 
So it's not funded by Nobel. It's funded by a Swedish bank. So the the rules don't apply. Okay, imagine that he wins it. Where does the money go? Um, it goes to me because I am him. No, I'm kidding. I think it goes to like Norwegian authorities or something. That seems weird. Who knows? I just hope it play it pans out for the headlines. Oh, it, it, it's 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 a real nomination. It's not someone. It's not it's not me saying I nominate Satoshi Nakamoto. It's someone with a real nomination for the for the Nobel, who's earned it, decides to use it for this for this process, and that's either a very good publicity stunt to show that they care and show that. I mean, okay, so Bitcoin is an incredibly <coughs> good invention for the history of economics and how people do and how people keep track of how money is moved. It's incredibly important and revolutionary, and that's why we talk about it. I mean, a Bitcoin podcast about it, but. How can someone show that like it deserves a Nobel, but who gets it? That's the thing. I and mean, it's like it's because it's revolutionary, it deserves a Nobel. It, 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 so the problem is there's nobody to give it to, but it still deserves it, so it should be nominated. Dude, does what that make sense? The day he came from behind the darkness and was like, I'm just coming out of the clouds to accept this Nobel Prize. That's a good point. Like who wouldn't want to Accept it. Well, I think I at think this point, a reason because of its all success, he would have already come out. I mean, that Nobel isn't the end all, say all of I did it. It's just another moniker of success. He can't and, come out at this point. I mean, he could wear like a, a lucha libre mask or something. He, well, yeah, but he has <laughs> like, supposedly he had you know untold fortunes of bitcoins. Yeah, under his, under his accounts, he and becomes a target for people. That's you would you would never come out now. But that's a cool story, you know. If he got oh, yeah. assassinated or something, that'd be cool. <laughs> if it's L. Ray Mysterio Jr. Yeah, or no, it's uh, psychosis. <laughs> Let's go back, La Parca. <laughs> I don't even know. You don't remember these people? Oh. I, have, I had no idea you were a Mexican wrestler enthusiast. I had no idea. It's one of my passions. One of my passions. <laughs> All right, I think we need a. Uh, the the boys at Lawnmower are outside of our doors. They want to get into the studio. So I think we need to get into it. Yeah, so do we need the introduction? We got to introduce them? Yeah, if you're a, if you're a financially challenged, uh, undisciplined bastard, then you need to get Lawnmower because uh, they're designed for those who uh, want a passive way to invest in Bitcoin over time. And uh, they've been on the show before, and um, they, they came back. And uh, so we're going to go round two. Yeah, man. These guys are cool. I really like what they do. So, here it is. Joining us on the show, making their second appearance, is hashtag new money. We got Alex, Peter, Ooh. Patrick, the big bosses over at Lawnmower IO. And uh, hit pause on this podcast. Go over there now. You can earn $5 as a sign-up bonus when you download Lawnmower for iOS and Android today, create a new Coinbase account and link it to your Lawnmower account. That's pretty cool. So, uh, welcome, guys. Thanks, man. Thanks a lot. Glad to be back. <laughs> right on. Yeah, we had you like super early, and I, I know when people like have podcasts, 
when they start out, they suck. And then, you know, we tell people, like, don't, don't even listen to the first 20 episodes. Like, listen after, because that's when we got, you know, we refined our craft and we're actually decent. But you, you guys were nice enough to come on, like, really early uh, when we were just starting out. And we're forever grateful. And, um, you know, before I even get to anything, I have to congratulate you gentlemen on the top prize at Money 2020. And, uh, we, man, we want to hear the whole story on that. So tell us all about Ooh. that. Definitely, yeah. So it was like a 24-hour hackathon on starting on a Saturday morning. Uh, we flew into Las Vegas at like 8 a.m. Hackathon started at 9 a.m. Uh, there was 10 sponsors. Uh, big names were like Visa, MasterCard, PayPal. And we applied for the blockchain.info one because obviously it was Bitcoin and we love that. Uh, so basically it was like 24 hours to make a project, pitch it to your sponsor judges, and then like the top 20 would kind of go on to the finals to be judged. So there's 160 projects that were submitted. Uh, biggest line by far was for the blockchain one, which we thought was awesome. Uh, yes, yeah, so we got picked in the top two for blockchain, got to go up on stage and ended up getting one of the top prizes. prizes. Uh, our project was this app called Pagey. So the demo we presented basically as a writer, you would upload a book, kind of set a price per page as opposed to like a whole book price that you would set now. And then as a reader, you could come in, kind of browse books, uh, see one that you agreed with the price per page, and then start reading. And as you turned each page, kind of you would pay the writer in Bitcoin. So it's this pay-per-page micropayments type play. Uh, yeah, so we demoed that and it went pretty well. It was sweet. We were like wearing our lawnmower uh, shirts on stage, holding this big pagey check. It was really, really awesome. <laughs> Wasn't that that was like a nice fu to them because you, I mean, you entered lawnmower in previous years and didn't win, and now that's like oh, your bread and butter. Correct. <laughs> well, I mean, we only got love for those guys, especially now. Uh, <laughs> so uh, it wasn't like a revenge or anything like that. But it was definitely sweet to come back like a year after getting destroyed, and then destroy competition man it was sick (laughs) my lip was shaking on stage dude it was crazy i told you i was a boss yeah are you allowed to come up with an idea like prior to showing up or like uh, are you do you want to think of it then right then and there and then pitch it i think most people do both they have the only rule is like it's called like fresh code so you can't have any pre-written code but uh they do kind of put up the sponsors and some information early, so I suppose you could start brainstorming, but uh, most of the work, I guess, is actually done there. Do you guys watch Silicon Valley? Uh, I've seen a few episodes, but... Uh, I they go to a hackathon. I just, I just picture that whole scene with y'all guys and doing, winning the hackathon, just like that, that show. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. It was probably pretty similar. <laughs> It was a crazy event, though, man. It was, it was awesome. People sleeping on the floors. And that was just day one of this conference, which uh, actually just for entering the hackathon, which we were unaware of initially, they ended up giving all participants free tickets to the whole conference. So there's like 10,000 pe- 10, people uh, there, like this four-day thing right in the Venetian super nice hotel in Vegas. It was a lot of fun. A lot of like cool companies and startups all over the place. And actually like the keynote speech, which had a bunch of bankers and kind of like traditional people in the room. There was a copy of like Bitcoin magazine on every single seat. Half of the talks were about blockchain. It was pretty crazy how Bitcoin intense it was for like a finance and technology conference. That's pretty neat. Were there, were there any apps that you saw or things that you saw being built that were just like amazing? Like, wow, like that could really 
changed the game. Pagey, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> Can you charge by the chapter on Pagey? That is a feature we could definitely add, but our, our demo was paper page. We thought it was cool that like every okay. single flip. I was thinking like, you have like a super expensive chapter and people are like, man, that chapter's expensive. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to get to it. That's just probably worth it. We're actually self-publishing uh, Bitcoin books, so right. that'd be cool. So uh, I got a question. Walking, you know, you said that walking around this conference and you were surprised at how much Bitcoin stuff there was for like a financial and tech conference. Uh, how does it feel to have a a very popular app in the Bitcoin space so early and one that can really um, give people really good on-ramps into Bitcoin and, you know, potentially be one of the major apps of Bitcoin in the future. Well, dude, first of all, uh, it's not Bitcoin, it's blockchain, please. Uh, use the right word. <laughs> <laughs> um, dude, it's, it's a sick feeling, dude, especially being at that conference, blockchain was hyped up like crazy, which obviously we all know is like super intertwined with Bitcoin, but even the keynote speaker, um, spoke for like two thirds of his talk was basically on blockchain tech, which is amazing because like especially with like the price going up and all type of the conference, it feels like super dope to be like a forerunner in some way. It's especially awesome now since you know our app has actually been out for a while and we've like pushed a lot of updates and gotten it smoothed out. That right now we can be like, yeah, for sure, check it out. Because for a while when we were at some of these events, you know, we were in beta or we hadn't launched yet or our app was in early stages, and now it's sweet. We can even be like, yeah, man. You never heard about Bitcoin. We we will even give you five dollars for free. So it's it's definitely sick to have something live we can show people. It's been really cool to see you guys' progress too. Following you guys. Yeah, thanks, Instagram man. It's been, been wild. <laughs> I'll do the Insta profile. <laughs> it's one of our core business models. <laughs> so um, through the grapevine, we hear that uh, the past month that your customer service is like top notch. Top notch. Top of the oh. notch. So do you guys handle, you guys uh, handle that aspect yourself personally? And as you add more banks and you get bigger, uh, do you feel you need uh, to expand those services to accommodate, you know, to scale? Yeah, I mean, right now we literally take every support ticket and, you know, they come in 24-7. And Pat's just a champion, as you can see by his customer service award of the year thing I awarded him. But uh, <laughs> Obviously, with more banks and more people, it becomes more work. But, you know, at now, right now we're trying to handle it all ourselves, and it's been working so far. Nice. That's just, nice. That's just a, a tank. He's just killed all the tickets every day. You know how, you know how we do over here. <laughs> I've never needed it. Everything, work, everything has worked smoothly for me. I get my blockchain shares about three times a month. <laughs> uh, 1.2 multiplier. Oh, nice, nice. Man, that extra point, too. He spends a lot. He spends a lot. That's right. What is that, five cents? I'm swiping my card. (laughs) (laughs) Give me that. Give me those uh, those big coins. (laughs) When we started off the app, we were vendoring each other one penny just to get that spare change going. (laughs) I've actually collected quite a bit. I think a whole like 1.4 Bitcoin, um, nice. Just through Lawnmower, which is how long have you been uh using it? I've been using Lawnmower since like two weeks before we had you guys on the show. It was all he was talking about. Like yeah. we have to get this guy <laughs> on the show. It's like the best app ever. Yeah, it really 
is it i mean if you listeners if you listeners are listening right now and you don't have lawnmower and you can have lawnmower like you don't like live in ukraine or something you should get lawnmower that's it putting it out there boom yeah if y'all didn't know you have at least one fanboy yes it's me i wrote a rap Wrote hey a man, we'll take students. all the fans we can get and we love them all. <laughs> yeah, his, his students found that, by the yeah, way. He's they been catching shit for it for a while. They found that rap. Uh, yeah. Oh, that rap? Ah, that's on YouTube, man. I even threw up an album cover for that. <laughs> Mixtape <laughs> coming soon. <laughs> oh, well, I'm, I'm glad you brought up the point about, you know, uh, people living in, what was it, Ukraine or whatever. Um, there's lots of chatter about you guys unrolling in the international territories and the Winklevi, like they're they're going crazy with this Gemini. And I know in the case of Gemini, which is licensed as a bank in the US, they're seemingly having trouble getting like even a UK bank to work with them. Uh, you know, they're kind of on a larger scale. If they're having problems, you guys have to have problems. So how are you guys going to overcome this? Uh, I saw a couple of Reddit posts where like all people were asking is like, "Hey, when is this going to come to my country? When is this going to come to my country?" And I know you probably you guys are probably going to start with Canada first, right? And then kind of just move on from there. Well, I mean, come to Brazil. We figure out it's, it's it's basically just how we get our banking data. So right now, obviously, we use Plaid. Uh, if it's just U.S. banks, if we could just figure out how to handle currencies and just getting that transaction data from international banks, we could foreseeably do it all at once. Uh, and I mean, we're partnered with Coinbase, and they already service about 25 countries. So, you know, it seems like we we could do it. We just need a you know a transaction data solution. And Coinbase has already figured out how to you know attach payment methods and to make purchases from other countries and other currencies. So, yeah, I mean, it's definitely something we can do, and we're thinking about how to do best. Does it feel good to have like such a? Because Coinbase is kind of like the Gandalf of the Bitcoin industry right now. They've been in it so <laughs> And they have to have so much wisdom when it comes to operating Bitcoin on like such a highly professional level. Do you guys feel good having them like in your corner? Like Mick on Rocky or something? Yeah, man. We're a huge Coinbase fans. Uh, it helps us a lot to have us just for their brand and like you said, they get respect from a lot of people. Uh, yeah. Their API is really good. It allows us to do exactly what we need. Uh, dude, and we get to go to their office like once a week. It's amazing. We like we've <laughs> chilled with those people like hardcore man. Those are our boys at Coinbase. Like we know them, you know. That's cool. That's cool. I'm jealous. Yeah, de- definitely as a startup, <laughs> like it, it it helps a lot to uh, kind of associate yourself with big trusted names as much as you can. And you know, Coinbase and Plaid are huge for us. <laughs> nice. Very nice. It's uh, I know you guys have one of those apps that's, it's definitely, definitely cornering a part of I guess the Bitcoin ecosystem that uh, people didn't know needed to be cornered, and that's taking the spare change and turning it digital. So, I mean, it's definitely it's my go-to suggestion when I'm trying to introduce people to starting to use Bitcoin, understanding how it works, and getting some for themselves. Because it's just so easy to use, and they don't have to worry about getting, like, when to buy and all this other crap. They can just check one day, like, oh, shit, I got some Bitcoin. What do I do with it now, Corey? <laughs> and, well, okay, well, now I can show you some things. And, you know, what do you want to buy? I'll show you how to buy it. Stuff like that. Because it's yeah, never... Yeah, like... Yeah, 
Go ahead. familiarity of like these other spare change programs and other passive saving mobile apps, like it, it's easy for people to kind of understand Bitcoin because it functions a lot like these other traditional savings apps, which, you know, are huge market products that a lot of people use and kind of have started to understand over time or how people, you know, invest a little bit of their paycheck into stocks through their 401k or whatever. They kind of get the connection and obviously Bitcoin can get pretty complex if you go down, you know, blockchain or the tech conversation. So it's kind of cool that we have this very consumer facing welcome to Bitcoin. This can be your step one foray into it and hopefully not get overwhelmed. Yeah. It's kind of what we set out to do. Yeah. I definitely give everyone that. um, And since we've done the show, I've had quite a few people come out of the woodworks and ask me, you know, how do I get Bitcoin? And the first thing I tell them, I say, hey, you're going to want the Coinbase lawnmower combo. And you're going to get that set up. And you got to make it happen. And um, uh, I've set up a fun. few people. So I'm going to have them. Well, we appreciate every guys. single sign on there. <laughs> no problem. Oh, you, yeah. That's dope, dude. Maybe. You guys are showing us so much love right now. We're like blushing behind the microphone straight up. <laughs> <laughs> What's well, crazy? A good product. So. What's crazy is we're, we're kind of like you know like David Letterman, where we have like a garbage actor on, and we're like, oh man, we loved your movie, and we all know that <laughs> it sucks. But we have a lot of guests like that. We're like, oh, your wallet's so awesome, but we don't use it. You're, you, I think you guys are like the only ones where like we actually use the product and we actually like mean everything that we say. Sorry, future guests. <laughs> and past guests. Paul yeah. <laughs> I use AirBits. I love Airbits. Airbits is I, cool. I, don't I use all that shit. Every yeah. single person. <laughs> dude, Airbits, have... dude. Pat is like the number one fan of Airbits, dude. <laughs> Shout out Airbits. Yeah. Pat tells us it's a great wallet every day. Yeah. <laughs> Airbits, Airbits is doing a solid job. Except Pooey was eating like a big bowl of yogurt while he was interviewing us. <laughs> <laughs> nice. He's that casual about how good his wallet is. Yeah, he didn't. He, he <laughs> gave no Fs. <laughs> You know, you see any features? All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Hey, let's let's talk about uh, why Bitcoin is surging in the first place. Um, what does every what does everyone think? Are we thinking it's China? Are we just thinking it's transactions per day, or uh, like a strong U.S. infrastructure? Like, what's everyone's opinion? Yeah, you know, I've heard all these reasons, and it's all just coming back. Uh, Peter pitched at Money 2020 like a week or two ago, Lawnmower, <laughs> and the hype of Bitcoin, and there's like 10,000 people there, so it all makes sense to me. Lawnmower <laughs> <laughs> wave. wave, baby. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, the China thing, that that makes sense. Uh, also, I don't know if like we were talking about this uh, last auction for these Silk Road coins means anything. Uh, some people at the conference were talking about this more long-term kind of intended price uh, upward movement because of the upcoming halving, although that's like nine months away. Uh, yeah, I guess they're all factors. I don't uh, I'm pass it off to any of you guys for what you think was the catalyst for this one. Um, I do not know. Uh, I'm leaning on China mostly, but I mean, all from Alex said, too. I think it just all contributes to, you know, starts this giant wave. As soon as the little price spike happens, especially with, uh, I think it's just caused some, like, FOMO, you know, from the wider market. Not that our Bitcoin's an indicator of everything, but there are a lot of seemingly newcomer posts, like, oh, my God, I just saw, you know, I heard about Bitcoin, this price is going up, people are starting to talk about it, how do I get in? And obviously that demand just kind of, like, snowballs a little bit into this huge spike, which can't really be sustained. (laughs) Yeah. 
Yeah, we just we had like an interview today even with like this chick from uh, Philadelphia Inquirer, um, and she's probably just like hyped up on Bitcoin just because of this uh, like huge price rise. So like Alex said, the snowball like compounding effect is probably like pretty powerful. Once like a little spark gets going, people start FOMOing out or like, oh shoot, I got to check out this Bitcoin stuff, and then yeah, goes from there. But we are like not doing the technical analysis here, man. Like. Use a lawnmower app and you buy like at bad prices and good prices. I want to hear the Bitcoin podcast technical analysis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys tell us what happened. <laughs> Since Marcello, Marcello, you gave you told me I was an expert last week. Don't let us oh, down. Wow. You're an expert. Can you? There you go. <laughs> um, well, to keep it concise, I'll say that uh, price versus maturity of technology. The 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 price didn't go up. Meanwhile, the maturity of the technology has gone up quite a bit, you know, since the last goxing. And I think there's got to be a dance between those two things. And now, you know, the technology is mature, the infrastructure is down there, and so the price has got to follow. So that's pretty vague. Um, off the bat, <laughs> China. I'm going to say China has a big deal and the, the VAT decision in Europe making it kind of act essentially as a currency is kind of a big deal and also I I mean everything's just gone up to me it just feels like it's about damn time Um, I like that I like that um, so yeah I think it it is about that time I think it's going to go up kind of slowly we saw it like kiss 500 and then drop I think of course, like you guys were saying, FOMO. And for our audience, that means fear of missing out. Took me a while to figure that out. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, what did you think was saying? <laughs> I would see it so much in forums, like FOMO, FOMO. And I was like, cool, they're using this word. Got no clue what it is. And so finally figured that out. And um, yeah, I think it's just, it's about time all this good news kind of started paying dividends and the good thing about these price jumps is that every time there's one of these super super big price jumps it gets new people into bitcoin it it, it pings on their radar and you know there's going to be a few people that are like oh that's too risky i'm going to sell out but there's going to be a few more people that are like oh i bought some i'm going to hold on to it see what this thing does so yeah dramatic price moves causes the media to write pieces either this is justified Bitcoin's mooning or this is bullcrap it's going to fall and either way it gets more people to read it and then the headlines which is sweet step one no such thing as bad publicity they say no well we're talking like so low level (laughs) (laughs) I mean honestly that was Bitcoin's come up though kind of in a way yeah bad publicity Super bad publicity. A lot of Bitcoin came up with bad publicity, basically. You know, Mt. Cox, Silk Road, and all this stuff. It's the so kind of good. You know, once you see like, I feel like when you see like, like, like when an average person sees a headline about Bitcoin, like Nasdaq or like USAA, they're like, oh, this is like real. Like it's not just like hacking stuff. You know. So the last one with the dirty bubble, maybe this one's real. This is all actually good news and justifiable price rising. Bitcoin's mooning for real. Pat? Yeah, you guys got to put like a disclaimer on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> you little think we're out here. That was a rhetorical. <laughs> I'm looking for answers. Definitely, definitely. So to swing it back to lawnmower, 
even though talking price is very exciting, especially at a time like this. But to swing it back to Lawnmower, um, you know, this might be a silly question, but is there a right or wrong way to use Lawnmower to get the fullest out of it? Oh, oh, I mean, the secret. Yeah. The, uh, the 10X multiplier is going to be an essential. You know, I would say some people, although are yeah, some people are kind of unaware that the two features we have, the spare change threshold and multiplier, are even there, or they, you know, just haven't bothered to mess with it. Uh, the spare change threshold, uh, if you drag it all the way up, you're going to minimize your fees because uh, we actually put trades in at when your spare change hits the threshold that you can set. And Coinbase has purchase fees that are 15 cents for trades less than $15 or 1% for trades above. So although, obviously, if you have a higher threshold, it'll take a little bit longer to uh, save enough spare change to initiate a purchase, uh, it will help you minimize fees. So it's something to be aware of. Also, the multiplier, uh, you know, it's at least something to be aware of if you're saving less or more than you want to over time. And also, some people think it's cool, you know, when the price is moving, to for them at least, when they think it's relatively high to move it down, when they think it's relatively low to move it up. So, I mean, that's obviously up to the user, but it's, you know, definitely something cool to do. Uh, any other cool Ooh, things, Scott? Uh, you got to check out the Go Bitcoin mini section we got. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's flagged out. It looks cool. And uh, the videos, like, we basically, like, we're like, you know, like, we plan on getting some people in this app that don't know a lot about Bitcoin, right? So, should I have some, like, basic, like, my first Bitcoin read situation going on? So, we went on YouTube, and actually, like, there's a lot of slick videos about Bitcoin. I guess Bitcoin is like video editing scene and Bitcoin like intersect or something because some people like are flexing with the art they have and stuff. So anyway, yeah, yeah check that out. Um, it looks really cool. Some of our own fresh copy. I think one of the last questions in our own help, what is Bitcoin menu says, why is Bitcoin cool? I'll have to leave it to you to go check out why. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you mind if I piggyback off that question, D? No, go for it. All right, Alex, where are you at? What's up? I uh, I read your your medium articles, man, and I gotta say, I, I wish you would write more. I love them all, and um, I, yeah, that's right. I was I was wow. reading them, and I I read that what you use personally. I don't know if if Peter and Patrick do this, but you rotate your multiplier based on how much you're spending during that particular week. So I wanted to ask you, you know, should I do that? Is that the best method? via your app regarding like balance timing versus coinbase purchase fees should i start using it like you use it uh yeah so i do that personally just because you know some weeks i find myself traveling more eating out more and some weeks i'm feeling more responsible like i'm going to go to the grocery store and cook all my meals and yeah i just use it like that to kind of you know, think about the whole week from like an overall financial perspective and be like, I'm saving or I'm spending less money in general. So I should probably, you know, set aside some more money for Bitcoin because I kind of have it on the budget. Uh, yeah, I, I think it is cool. Like I was saying, just to be aware of those multipliers and they're seemingly simple, but it's kind of like, it's kind of cool to move it over time. And what I said about, you know, moving it higher during weeks, you're spending less and less during weeks, you're spending more probably makes sense for most people so they don't see their bank balance just fluctuating too crazy. Yeah. I, I think it's slowly. Demetri, is that how you use it, or you kind of just leave it at one point, too? Um, with me, it all just kind of de- depends on what I'm saving money for, like in other aspects of life. Mm-hmm. So for a while, I had it at three times, and that was during the height of the summer, like in June. Like I had a three times multiplier, and it was great, right. you know. 
Oh, stacking Bitcoin quick. But then (laughs) it dies down and, you know, I had to start saving for other things. So I brought it back down to two and now I'm saving for something else kind of big. So I brought it down to 1.2. Yeah. And that's how I I just kind of do it depending upon what I'm saving for. Okay. Okay. And so, like, if I were, like, if I had nothing big, no big ticket items I was saving for, man, I'd put that puppy on 10 times. And just go to the gas station and get like a fifty cent stick of gum. You know, <laughs> let that puppy round up and just get that big one. That's cool. Do you read? Uh, have you read Alex's um, articles on Medium? I've read one or two. I've read one or two. Do they blow Yo, my yeah, hair? Dude, Alex's day is like made by you saying that. Honestly, the dude Medium's so hard, man. <laughs> it's like a huge deal. It's true. I, like, <laughs> it, some of it, I'll be honest, some of it goes over my head, so I have to like reread a couple sentences. But he like he accompanies it with like charts and graphs, so like I I study it, man. Like I really do. It's not just something I just read. I like I I try to digest it because I I feel smarter at the end of it. I appreciate that, man. I drink a lot of coffee and go in on those articles. Yeah. <laughs> that seems to be that coffee helps everybody get going. Yeah. I just pound out two, two cups of coffee. And get it going. We need a coffee sponsor, actually, on this show. We got one coming. Yeah, let's call Starbucks. Yeah. Let's make Folders, it if you're listening, hook it up. Folders, <laughs> <laughs> bro. At least he didn't say townhouse. Oh no! He could have said townhouse, and then we would have had to stop the interview. That's grandma's coffee. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> So what else we got? Corey, you got anything? No. I was going to say, when I started using a lawnmower, I was playing with the multiplier a lot. And because I live in Brazil, I don't use my American bank accounts very much. So I was playing with the multiplier. Nothing's really happened because not that many transactions were going on. And then all of a sudden, month crossed, and we pay a bunch of bills automatically. And Aaron was like, what the fuck just happened to all our money? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I was like, oh, my bad. That's the new lawnmower app. It's pretty cool, right? She's like, it's taking all of our money. <laughs> all of our money. So I had to explain it to her and tell her what was going on and why it happened because I'm an idiot. So a second disclaimer of the show. Be careful with the multiplier when you've got your bills coming out automatically. And tell your wife. Yes. I also set it to watch like, every single account that we have, which is about 10 different accounts. Oh, and no. So it's like from – it. Everything that happened just automatically came out at once. Oh, man. Well, you got some Bitcoin. I was pumped about it. Yeah, that Bitcoin grew over the last week. So. <laughs> Say what? I think some, I think Peter or Alex was saying something. You may have interrupted. No? No, that was me interrupting you and my fault. I was saying you probably bought all that right before the spike, so might have done something good. <laughs> yeah, I can show her now what it's turned into, and she'll be pretty pumped about it. <laughs> Well, I don't know. I, I think we can we can wrap it up. Yeah, as as always, man. For my money, like these are like the brightest guys, twenty five and under, I've ever met, man. You hook us up with some lawnmower shirts, and we'll wear them on the streets of Austin, like for sure. Oh, for sure. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely do that. Cool yeah. beans. If I see one of those like like Forbes magazines, it's like best thirty under thirty, and you guys are on the cover, I would like a signed copy. <laughs> God, dog, we'll send you a whole stack if we get on that. Don't worry. <laughs> cool. I'm also probably moving to Cali in January 2017, so we'll have to hook up sometime. 
Oh, back in, man, for sure. Cool. Well, well you're a, or another part. Uh, San Fran, yeah, Silicon Valley. Oh, nice. Back in, man, for sure. Are we gonna get him to say it, Cello? Oh. Yeah, let's do it. Oh, wait, are we gonna do the? Bitcoins in 10 words or less, or they've already done it, so we don't have to do it. Who did it last time? I don't know. We get someone else then. Bitcoin in 10 words or less? Yo, didn't, we all, didn't we all do it last time? All right. Yeah. Uh, let's get round two. Let's see if you've refined your definition. Uh, describe Bitcoin in 10 words or less. Give it a shot. You know, I'm going to have to pass this to my CTO, Patrick Arshman. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, the dome. <laughs> I would say that, in simplest terms, Bitcoin is just uh, cash for the Internet, and that's the easiest way to explain it to normal people, or at least to get them into it. You start going into anything more than that, you're going to start losing people immediately. Ooh, yo, three words. Today, oh. dude, dude, like the uh, the call we had with the chick in the newspaper, man, she was like, yo, so I've also heard about colored coins. I was like, oh, God. Uh, I'm going to try my best to explain this, but it's going to be a test combo. You know, like that, that's not something you just like tell someone like, how much time do you have to interview me? (laughs) Four words? That's amazing. That's pretty good. That's three, yeah. All right, well, uh, yeah, you guys are no longer guests on the show. You're our friends, like it or not. So thanks so much. Uh, for coming on the show, I'm gonna I'm gonna DM you my uh, Xbox Live tag, so we'll get on some Halo, some Call of Duty, and uh, hopefully. Uh, oh yes, dude, dude. I'll have to come. I mean, it's only hell yeah, only like like native and stuff though, because the yeah. fire, yeah, our KD ratio. I just I'm not trying to stunt or anything, but look us up. Not good. <laughs> <laughs> well, me and D, we're right, OGs. Y'all. We're OGs, man. We've been we've been turning up at Halo for oh love. We all been doing it, yeah, for at least. You know, back in our college days. So we're OGs. Halo? Yeah. From like Halo 2. We went hard in Halo, Halo 2. 2. Yeah, we're, we're pretty, that's pretty much our gen too, I'd say. Yeah. We've been in the game for a while. So it'll be interesting, dude. Definitely. <laughs> well, could you do us a favor? Probably. Could you guys say, play the outro? Yeah, let's play the outro. Nice. <laughs>